Here's two quick stories about two regrets that I have. And one of the stories actually involves today's guest, John. Uh, probably 12 years ago or so, me, John, and another friend, we sat down in my one-room apartment deciding how should we spend this $300 that we have in our hands. Should we buy the 23andMe DNA test or should we buy Bitcoin? At that time, Bitcoin, uh, I believe you could buy a pizza with Bitcoin, sorry, with 10,000 Bitcoins. That was the big news at the time. I'm not sure. It's probably around 10 years ago or so. Um, anyways, we decided to go with the DNA test, which ended up being a colossal failure because um, we couldn't send our spit tubes into the States. They wouldn't accept it from Korea, unfortunately. Um, so <laughs> in the end, we didn't buy any Bitcoin and we lost $40 on the uh, delivery fee sending up our tube of spit to the states another huge regret um in march 2020 right around my birthday the market's all bottomed out in my gut i'm thinking oh my god i gotta i gotta buy something i gotta buy something everything got cut in half over the past three days something's gonna work out whatever i invest my money in it's gonna work what did i do i sat and did nothing and that, you know, especially Tesla, that's the one that burned me. I really, you know, I kind of felt something special about um, about that company. And as I watched it grow from, I think it went down to like $350 a share. I watched it grow to 700 and I thought, oh, man, I can't buy it at double its price. I'm only going to get half the stocks. And then it went up to 1000 And then it went up to 2000 And then it, and then they split the stock. And now it, it's continually growing. I'm an idiot. I know nothing about investing. And this is a sweet time to segue into someone who does know something about investing. Listen, I've come across a sweet YouTube uh, channel called Sekidul, S-E-K-K-I-D-E-U-L. Check this out. Uh, description here reads, pro tips for the foreigners who live here by accident. Content focused on how to manage your money in Korea and tips for achieving long-term and short-term financial goals. Um, I've talked to the producer of this channel. Um, he's a Canadian uh, Canadian dude, very intelligent, knows what's going on, isn't educated in finance. But listen, this guy's got some sweet insights. And for someone like me, uh, who knows absolutely nothing, um, I think it's a good, a good way to get your feet wet. He kind of... He'll give you some pro tips on uh, the the hot tip of the week, what's coming up. You know, you hear lots of people talk about, oh, it's a bubble, it's a this, it's a that. And his recent uh, his recent video actually spoke to investing in Korea and you know what's the what's the bubble all about and and what's uh, what's coming soon. So check him out, Sekido on YouTube. Um, anyways, back to oh man, this thing's dragging on, isn't it? How long can this intro be? I'm still going. No, here we go. Uh, anyways, just switching back to uh, to to not acting on your on your instinct. Uh, John today is going to talk about you know uh, what he did do, um, and so it didn't. In the end, it didn't work out for him. But John actually moved to the states, kind of on a whim, uh, opened up a garage to repair cars and you know after corona hit that was kind of the final nail in the coffin but um i think in life it's the not knowing that really kills us not knowing what 
could have been, you know. And John explored, and even though it didn't work out for him, I think it's the experience that uh, that counts. I, I don't think in, in 50 years he's, he will look back and say, oh, I wish, you know, I wish I hadn't moved to the States and tried a business that I was interested in. I wish I had just, you know, kept my hogwan job or, or you know, kept the kept the status quo. So anyways, props to him. Uh, we had a great, great chat today. So hope you guys all enjoy. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Listen, I have two. Hey, listen, I got two Instagram accounts, one for ESL Hacker, and when I turn on, when I hit, are we going live now? Or yeah, what? yeah, well, no, not live, but no, no, I mean, are we recording? We're, we're recording. Yeah. Welcome back to episode another episode of This Green Life. If I haven't said that, in here with us today is John. Listen, I, I want to stick to this Instagram thing because mm-hmm. there's something a little, uh, something a little funny going on. When I go, <laughs> when I go on ESL Hacker and I hit the search. I hit the the search icon, boom! It comes up, idioms, these pictures, that picture, um, fighting highlights, UFC, the boxing, this that. When we go on this Korean life, I don't know if it's the information that we've put in, uh, if it's recognizing our uh, the people who follow us, but it suggests, dude, it's all half naked. Not the people who follow us. <laughs> it, it it's all half naked girls and like and girls squatting at the gym, and you can't you can't even look at it. You can look at it, but then you just get sucked into that, to that uh, watch me squat vortex, and you can't can't get out. Get all sucked the sh- in. All the photos are photoshopped as well. Like you can't, like nothing, none of it is real. Like you see them in real life, they won't look anything like like that. <laughs> well, that's I have. I, I saw her yesterday. One of the girls at school, and she has sixty thousand followers, maybe. Yeah. And I said, "How do you get that slim filter?" Like, okay, you're a little bit slim, but sh- I mean, she's not. Like the pictures, I'm like, is that a special filter? Why don't you send me that? I want to see what I look like in that filter, man. How how good it upgrades me. Um, but no, I mean, it's a. I think it's so toxic. And God, I don't know what I can do to keep my daughters away from seeing and, and getting into that. I think it's just the whole new generation of kids. They're, it's all they're all into that stuff. It's got to be weird though, looking, <clears throat> taking your own picture through the filter, looking at it sharing it getting likes and then looking in the mirror and being like whoa that's not me or having that that realization that that's not me people are liking this this image i've but that's I've what goes to all the mental illness and then it's yeah. anorexia and bulimia and mm. it doesn't matter how many people you have on there someone's always got more so you're never going to be happy i think a lot of them have self-esteem issues i'd say probably more than 90 percent of the people on there mm. have not self-esteem issues like the last chick I kind of dated she she had serious self-esteem issues she was really pretty but i mean just going on those instagram posts and stuff she would like sometimes say i'm ugly and like, uh, say stuff like that but if you're comparing yeah. yourself to the people on there like we only i only started using it since we started this thing i i i only know facebook i don't do twitter i don't do anything else i only started since we did these and rarely do i search usually i just follow someone else's friends or whatever but one or two times when I know someone's on there that I want to find them. And then I'm like, holy, is this what people do? And you're looking at like 180,000 followers. You go, holy shit, man. Yeah. yeah. And then you're you're comparing to that? Like that's your standard to compare to? Of course you always feel inadequate. It's wild. But I still think the best way to lose weight 
is uh, is John's method of I'll prove <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. Again, th- this is uh, Joe, the guy who's with us today. John is featured in the uh, <laughs> in the YouTube video on our on our channel. If you want to check that out after, we got uh, he was the the man nice enough to lend my dad a bike when uh, when he came down and we got pulled over. And you can watch the video, but you, you got the you got the nickname Big John because when I first met you, you were you were a, you were a lot bigger, rounder than uh, 112 kilos. No way. I think that was like my peak. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And you said that was a result of uh, of pizza school or consumption? <laughs> well, actually, it was a result of many things. Because when I was in New Zealand, I had uh, a lot of uh, problems with uh, asthma. Yeah. And, um, so they put me on um, corticosteroids. Yeah, yeah. You know, so steroids make you gain weight anyway. And it didn't help that, you know, I ate a lot of fish and chips yeah. over there. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, like when I came here and I was like at the time I was dating a Samoan girl. So, you know. The bigger you are, the more attractive you are. <laughs> you remember? I think you saw her. The uh, Deborah here? Yeah, yeah. When I was in New Zealand, she came over to see me a couple of times. No way. Day. No, no, I don't. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, okay, no. Well, anyway, so yeah, I was. When was, when did you come over? Jeez, man. Two thousand seven. Was it? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, we came we, about the same time. Yeah, about the same time. Yeah. You and me. I was gonna say because I don't remember you from the early days, but it, yeah, I only remember you and Robbie from him. Yeah, and then it must have been after I had gone and come back. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. But John was, and uh, I think we met probably uh, at Wabar. I think a few times. Then we met in Ulsan Fight Gym. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, and where I met Lenski as well. You used to drive that old motorbike, the Troy, right? The the little motorbike. You no. used to park that, and then that, no, no, no. I had the you? I had the blue Tiburon. Ah, the blue. <laughs> and then I changed that in for the for the the red rocket there. That you've actually been a proud owner of at some yeah. point. Yeah, but when I met you, yeah, you were much much bigger, and I think your weight loss uh, weight loss journey started after Lenski told you you'll never lose weight. You're like, oh yeah, watch this, <laughs> and then you just start shedding the pounds. I literally, I think in about <laughs> less than a couple of months, I'd say I just just went down to my current a, weight. Now it was a it was a total spite move. Yeah. Lenski, I'm gonna prove you wrong. You do all the math you want. <laughs> eh? What's my weight? Yeah. Put that in your calculator, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I kind of respond well to challenges. Actually, the other day I was swimming out in uh, Jinha Beach, and um, <laughs> you the water was Japan. freezing, man. Yeah. I, can't, I, I you know I couldn't even go in. Like I was just like out, like like basically my like my you know my belly button. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it's freezing. I'm gonna go back. And then the the guy on the jet ski came around and he said, hey, you can't you can't go down. You can't go past these like these like you know. This, this marker is here. And he, I was like, I got real angry. I just swam out to see. <laughs> I swam out really far. Yeah. And um, yeah, they called the cops and stuff. It was like, it's 10 they're pretty, they're up. pretty uh, vigilant with their, uh, um, what do you call it? With their rules for swimming out, even in, in Heunde, yeah. in the in the summer, you can only go. They have yeah, seven that, seven million people safety. packed in three meter. There's five drowning scares a day because people can't swim and they underestimate the currents and, that I think that's a good thing to have. Uh, I don't know. We... Too much nannying here. I mean, if you but if you're performers who've learned how to swim, it's different. Yeah, but you see thirty-year-old guys with bulging muscles that wear life jackets because they can't float. So, but then why are you going in the water? So what, what are you doing? So you punish everybody for because some people can't. I mean, you know, like well, that's so what some people home... can't drive here. So does that mean we can't? We all shouldn't drive. I mean, it's it's you drive with the restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. At home, you just think, hey, you know your limits. Don't yeah. be stupid. But mm. here it's like, well, I, I just think there's too many accidents. They, and it gives them a bad name. If Heyunde's got three drownings in a year, 
What does it do for the for tourism for the reputation? Well, they drown for... in the bathtub. These Koreans. I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, you know what gives. But they're like floating away on their jet skis, coming and going mm. and coming and going. I mean, yeah. you'd think with with all these you know these people on jet skis coming and going, you would be able to monitor people if they if you go you know even if they go a little further. Look at everyone jammed in like three. Well, three meters from the where the water begins, man. That that seems more dangerous what, to me than what was the. Yeah, but they're not in there when the waves are that big. They all wear life jackets. Yeah, they do. But what's uh, Bondi? Bondi Rescue. Yeah. There was a show on, and it was a while ago because it was when Lena was a baby, and I was up in the middle of the night mm. rocking her or something, and I'm just whatever the heck's on, I'll watch. <laughs> Isn't it eighty percent? But it was like yeah, every second one was a Korean. <laughs> and it, it, it they was. Do, they do. They actually there are. And there's no Koreans. rules there. It's just. Fend for, everyone fend for themselves, use your common sense, but they just can't understand how the ocean works and how dangerous it can be. Yeah. I don't know why it is Koreans, though. I mean, like, there's Chinese, there's, like, other Asian nationalities, but it always has to be the Koreans. It must be something. The part that always that always flabbergasted me was there's oceans on three sides here. Yeah. Every other country Peninsula. In, in Southeast Asia with ocean around their country, they, all the kids know how to swim from three, four, five, six years old. They've yeah. been harpooning whales, though, man. They're not working on the on the backstroke. They're working on the on the spear chuck. Yeah. Man, and surfers, <laughs> I, I was honestly surprised. Like little kids, like literally, like, like, like little children, you know, get on surfboards, and the current is really rough. Like for me, mm. I was scared. Like I got out of the water. Mm. I'm, I kid you not, I got yeah. out of the water. And I'm like, I mean, I'm a strong swimmer. I couldn't swim. I, and uh, those kids get in. They use the little rips, you know, like I see a rip. I, I go as far away as I can from mm. the rip. They're like, oh, rip, let's go. They take the rips and they go in, you know, because oh. they don't want to fight against the waves. Wild. They swim like, you know, basically swim kind of perpendicular yeah. to the shore. You know, like they go, it takes them in and then they spin parallel to the shore, get yeah, out of yeah. the rip and surf back. And I'm like, these are little kids, like, you know, like, it's hey, wild. It's eh? really, I mean, I'm like, wow. You know, I, I was shocked. To be one of my, one of my wife's friends, um, her husband, like to uh, like to go surfing, just a regular Korean ajushi, and he smashed his head on a rock. Mm. He didn't have any. I, I don't think he was wearing a helmet. He crushed his head surfing? on a rock. Why would yeah. you wear her, 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 uh, a rock? A helmet, helmet surfing. surfing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right? No, but I thought maybe for a beginner or something. I guess not. You're in the ocean. You're in the ocean, man. What are you? Gonna, I mean, if you're surfing. Oh no, hold on. on a reef. Wait a minute. No, I said that like. Was Maybe. he white water rafting or something? Or what? No, dude, he was surfing. But I'm pretty... I know, that sounds stupid, but I think... Thank God he wasn't wearing a helmet. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> You'd look like a real... <laughs> I, that, you know? Absolutely, but I think for some reason, he... Maybe he used... He, or he always wore a helmet, but that time he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll get the what? full story. I'll update next uh, next podcast. But he, he smashed his head, man, and uh, he had planned on going alone but his friend called him at the last minute and you know ended up uh, ended up saving his life man mm. can you imagine oh that's that's it, wild it, what are you surfing your rocks for anyways yeah well no, i mean if you're a beginner you shouldn't be but yeah. when i mean in bali there if you're on some of those reef breaks i mean the water is not that far below or the, the rocks are not that uh, far below yeah, but if you want the good break that's where you got to go but mm. those guys have the rash guards and stuff and and 
Sometimes you get dragged across the reef. The ocean scares the hell out of me, man. Again, same strong swimmer. I don't know. I think it's something from something in my DNA tells me don't go on a cruise. <laughs> don't go in the middle of the ocean. That's some that's uh, some scary stuff out there, man. Yeah. A but, lot of Yeah, in Australia, I mean, nobody I don't think anybody wears helmets. There's a lot of more scary stuff than 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 rocks. I'm, I'm picturing a the a sharks the sharks the this sharks. year in Australia. I think they've killed oh, three man. three or five Dude, people. I can't remember. My mom lives right on, like on the beach and I, like the first time I went to visit my mom in Goku. I was like, yeah, surfer's paradise. I'm going to go for a swim. And like, I was swimming and like some guys on a boat came by and they were like, you're a brave man. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, there's great whites in this water. I'm like, what? They said, you better turn around, buddy. (laughs) I saw Jaws. (laughs) Yeah, man. And then uh, like, you know, some other places, I don't think it's in the Gold Coast, but some other places, I'm not sure where, they're telling me there's like box jellyfish, they call them stingers, I think over there. They Good. they basically you're paralyzed in the water. Once they sting you, you're like paralyzed and you drown. Are those the ones that like they're as big as a washing machine? Those I, massive. I'm not sure actually. I haven't really looked them up, yeah. but they're. We saw some huge stingers. ones here up yeah. the north coast this year. There's been yeah. some. There's a lot of jellyfish this year. Big, I don't know where I big, saw big them, ones. but I saw. Uh, I think it was maybe in Japan where they were ripping them out of the water, mm. and the the fishermen thought like, oh, these things are. I don't know if they're eating all the fish or getting in the getting stuck in the nets. And they said <clears throat> what they were doing is they were cutting them and they were just throwing them back in the water and they thought, oh, this will get rid of them. But they said once they cut those big jellyfish, they release all their seed mm. and that just like repopulates the whole, <laughs> they're just, they're basically just dumping a bunch of semen into the, into the water and everything's getting pregnant underneath. Oh, Wild times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you swim and you can feel like your skin burning, you know, I think it, it's, it's the shit from the, from the jellyfish. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So what even, they, they yeah you, when you swim in the water you don't touch anything but still the the I I don't know if it's the semen that you're yeah. talking about or whatever it is when it touches your skin it causes like some sort of allergy you know oh, like no, your no. whole skin your whole body feels like itchy huh. yeah I've never gotten that many places but it does happen here and my my daughter's had it this summer yeah. is it pee you're supposed to pee on it. Is that, is yeah. that, I don't know, is I that know. just something funny or that's what, that's what we did that's this what I heard. yeah I was I was in Central America and I got a a good one wrapped right around my leg and it was burning like crazy and buddy don't worry buddy I'll pulled it out and I'll I'll beat on it <laughs> and then we went back and and we, we let had, me finish my coffee <laughs> we had uh we had a couple local remedies but no the first one is to to pee on it what a, for uh, you ever have a leech on you Oh, all the time. Get them at the farm. A leech, that little no, black thing that no, sucks your, no, sucks your blood. No. Go plant rice on the farm. You get 20 of them. No yeah. way. Sure, there's lots of them. Yeah. You salt them or you fire mm-hmm. them? Rip them off. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're not. It's not like home. You can get huge ones at home. but Don't they yeah. use them in India to like, they say they suck the bad blood out or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like They use them during surgery. Mm. What? They use them during surgery to control the blood. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The, I don't uh, want that shit on me. But... No, they, they got him out. You got wake out up on anesthesia. What the hell is <laughs> I remember when we were young and we would go places. I remember riding back with the family, and mom would say, Okay, everybody check your toes and your fingers and your armpits and whatever. To see what What's the movie? Stand, and, and you stand find by a me. leech between your toes. And you're like, Holy shit. Uh, yeah. In uh, yeah. Stand By Me, have you ever seen the movie? No. Oh, God. Such a good flick. Anyways, yeah, the kids go into the, into the random little pond in the, in the middle of the. Uh, in the middle of the forest, and they all come up with leeches and yeah. good times. Anyways, John, you're back here. You did your uh, did your full quarantine. Mm-hmm. And how was the how was your experience? Well, it was uh, pretty good. I mean, uh, as soon as I came through the airport, actually, very very professional here. You know, everything is really well controlled. I mean, I, w- I was really impressed. Um, uh, yeah. Um, we had we had Philip Brett on a couple of weeks ago, and he uh, he was saying 
coming from or seeing how they handled things here and how they did it in Ireland were totally different. Everyone was kind of relaxed, you know, masks down by their nose, not checking temperatures. Mm-hmm. Maybe just the, hey, you feeling okay? All right, you're good. <laughs> well, it helps that they set proper rules. Like over in, when I was in the States, nobody knows what the hell is going on. You know, mm-hmm. like there's no actual, you know, here they have proper protocols in place. Mm-hmm. And also people here tend to follow the rules a lot more than people over you know i don't know over in the states for example That's, people are like well it's, we why wear a helmet when i'm surfing why wear, why? <laughs> <laughs> more like why wear a mask when i'm shopping you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know like uh, it's like until i came here it wasn't like uh, only a few places were like uh like some some pl- some grocery stores were like you have to wear a mask and some others were like, you know, you don't have to wear masks here. Like some some places in, actually in California. Had, in California, some places we you don't we don't require like people had actual signs on. It. We don't you know we really, really don't care if you wear. Is a that mask just or a not. is that an indirect way of saying who you're voting for? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought so as well. <laughs> Instead of putting Target the sign market, on you. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, it's the land of freedom. But you know. That's, oh, that's interesting. Did you ever witness any of the? Uh, any of the the Facebook videos that I see sometimes, oh, people full meltdowns like I'm not wearing a mask. Um, Call the cops! I'm not putting a mask on my face. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's a there's a few you know a few incidents like that I've, I've seen. How but, how long were you there? Uh, probably about two and a half years. No, oh, yeah. right. so, so you were there when the first cruise ship came in and was docked off the coast. Yes, yeah, so it was. And that was the first cases coming into mm-hmm. America. That what was that? Where were you in California? Uh, San Diego. Oh, it was a little bit south, maybe. Yeah, south. But that was that was docked off of the coast of LA, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, I think it was pretty close to where we were. And that was there. everyone was. Don't let him on. Leave him on the ship. Let yeah, him die. Yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> and now they got you know hundred and fifty thousand a day. Yeah. I was uh, I was out hiking with uh, with a friend yesterday, and he was saying he was in Cambodia when one of the ships was. Um, I don't know where the ship was coming from, but it was full. Of, it had a bunch of cases on it, and uh, when they they came off the ship in Cambodia, well, I think it was the president took a bunch of them and gave them the full city tour in Phnom Penh, <laughs> give them the full give them the full city tour, and then the the cases started exploding after that. Wow, Oof, poorly. Well, that poorly was handled. that was one of the ships that couldn't dock anywhere, and they just kept going to ports until someone would let them in. Because they didn't want to have to refund all the passengers. <laughs> we said we're going to these eight places. Six of them said no, so we'll just try and go anywhere that'll let us dock hmm. and take the business. But yeah, a lot of them brought the corona with it. So. Pockets, pockets open in Cambodia. Eh? Anyways, you're you in Korea teaching for what, a decade, yeah, and then over that, mm. and then you decide to pick up and leave and open a, open a body shop in California. Well, uh, what it wasn't a, a body jump. shop was a it was a like a mechanic shop, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, uh, the, you know, the reason I left is as as you can see, you know, salaries are actually going down, you know, like yeah. in Korea for English teachers, and uh, the cost of living is obviously going up. Yeah. So it, it, you know, I thought it's better to jump ships now. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, jump was the wrong, yeah. wrong, <laughs> wrong timing? You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't regret it. it was a, it was an experience that Absolutely, I probably learned yeah. a lot. I mean, I learned a lot in those two years. I mean, Absolutely. you name it, I've learned that like accounting, you know, payroll, uh, you know, sales, marketing. Yeah. Uh, you know everything dude I mean, looking back in in 20 years you're not going to regret like oh remember those two and a half years i spent in california with sunny skies every day i wish uh, it th- in, how, listen, during those years that was like mise manji like yeah I heard central about area yeah, yeah right it was, it was yeah. terrible i heard of it. it was terrible how you did you decide it. to go there and and what got you into the 
mechanics? Well, um, I went there. Uh, I've got family over in San Diego. I went to visit because uh, it was my my cousin was getting married, and um, when I, while I was there, I. Uh, I, I bumped into a friend of the family who he owns a few businesses in uh, in, in San Diego mm. and um, like he's illiterate he, he can't read and write uh, but he's he was driving a uh, a brand new Lamborghini you know mm. like like the Murcielago <laughs> and I was like oh wow. I was like wow that's, that's an interesting car it took yeah. me for a ride he's like oh you like cars like, yeah He's like, oh, I've got a few businesses related to cars. So he's got a few body shops. And mm. he decided to open a mechanic shop. Um, it's actually not a mechanic shop. It wasn't like an inspect inspection for for high-end cars. Okay, okay. And, uh, but didn't really work out because people in California just buy things on impulse. Anyway, they just go and just buy whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, he turned into a mechanic shop. And he's like, let me show you. And I, when, I, when I went in, I just saw... Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Snap-on. It's like, a, yeah. it's a very... Tool company. Yeah. And this whole shop is just, I went in and it's all red and everything in there, even even the broom, <laughs> the Snap-on broom. Oh. So I just like, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, like... It's funny. I, yeah. It's funny you say Snap-on because I worked in the garage for three or four years in uni and in Korea here, you know... It's it's so cheap. The labor's so cheap. You don't get into a lot of home repairs and fixing your own car and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I find now when I need a tool, I go to Daiso to get it. <laughs> it costs a dollar. You use it three or four times, but and throw it out. Yeah. I mean, all the mechanics used to have Snap On, and they had lifetime warranties, and and that was the only the only set of tools you ever needed was Snap On or, or Craftsman. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, now I feel so cheap. I go to Daiso, get a two dollar wrench, fix the the bike seat or whatever, and I'm like. Where's my toolbox with all the tools and and I mean Snap-on was such a reliable and dependable yeah. uh, brand that everybody had. Yeah, well that's that's actually these days it's all about like use and throw away. It's and buy new. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not even ju- it's not even just tools. It's everything. TVs. Yeah. You know, it's actually it's it's become so like you, years ago you take your TV in to get repaired. These days you just throw it out and get a new one. <laughs> and and now it really applies even to people. Like when people have a problem with their husband or wife, they just throw them out and yeah. get a new one. You know, it's this it's, it's the way it is. You know, yeah. the way society's moving. You know, so but yeah, but you know, to me, I like you know, I used to have like a few Snap-on tools here, like or back in New Zealand. And I was like, man, these are like my precious mm. tools. When I went in and I saw all these tools, and I'm like. Jeez, man, how how much did you spend? And and he said I've got receipts for about six hundred thousand dollars. Oh, and I'm like Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I just the shop is so pretty, and uh, I just I just I had to, I was like come you know he's like yeah. oh, well, I'm thinking of selling it, and I'm like, well, well, how much are you asking? And he said less than half what I paid. Beautiful to make it, and I was like you know, I just I just couldn't say no. It was just mm. like so pretty. Um, I guess uh, I went in from um, from like you know I just thought like oh man I'd love to own this. Yeah. At the same time I looked at the books and I thought well you know I can make it work you know mm. like because he wasn't even going to the shop and uh, he was making about probably netting about ten thousand a month. Beautiful. Yeah. So I thought man you know even if I net five at this stage you know mm. uh, I just you know I'm happy. Uh, but you know things once I took over the business I had a manager there who like kind of backstabbed me it was but supposed come, to work with me come, come back a minute how do you I mean visas and 
you go there for a wedding and all of a sudden you're buying a, a, buying, a buying a business. Right. It's so random. And, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And you yeah. went from 10 years as an English teacher to a, to a mechanic. Well, you said yeah. it's a California style. You buy an impulse. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're Californian, it makes a difference. If you can't get a visa, that's a different story. No, I got the visa. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, you, uh, if you invest, uh, it's called an E2 visa. Funny enough, the same yeah, as yeah, the yeah. visa I'm on here now. <laughs> um, so it's an investor visa. If you invest uh, a substantial amount of money uh, in the United States um, and you, you know, you're hiring, you know, workers, American yeah, workers, yeah. you uh, can get a visa. A lot of Korean people try and get this visa. Um, so when I went uh, for the interview at the American embassy, um, I had, there was four other Koreans with me. I actually talked to them and they were most of them have been rejected like once or twice. No way. Yeah, it was for some reason. The guy just like as soon as I came in, he just talked to me. He's like. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, we got a solid shop and a solid plan, and um, yeah, go ahead. We just looked at the projections and said, yeah, 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 no problem. You uh, showed yeah. him the snap-on broom. He's like, all right, bro. Uh, he, I saw. Yeah. Well, he actually, I did show him the pictures, and he was like, man, that's a nice shop. He actually commented on it, and he's like, wow, that's a nice-looking shop. You know. You got so there. the problem was the Koreans that that took the TOEIC and the TOEFL to get in there couldn't understand what the substantial amount of money was. I don't. <laughs> no, I think they probably invested a lot more money than I did, to be mm, honest with you. Because I talked to one guy, and he was uh, he was uh, he was opening up a business selling dental materials over in the states. So I imagine that's something that's probably. I mean, you know, that's a, that's not. Yeah. yeah, it's a significant investment. But he got rejected twice. Um, yeah, and he has a business here, and he's trying to open another another business over in the states. So huh. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, I, I don't know why uh, they they got rejected or, or you mm. know or, and what happened, but uh, but you you had a pretty yeah when they smooth when process. I spoke to them and they said like oh we got denied twice I was like oh damn yeah, yeah yeah you had better fortune well yeah in some ways I did at the embassy I did yeah I just, <laughs> <laughs> when I went over there it was a different story man it's uh it's a lot. Uh, you know that California. Is that your first time to the states? No, I've been to California many times because, I, as, as I said, I have yeah. family there. I've got a lot of, yeah. a lot of, I've got like four cousins over there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So. Cool, cool, cool. In San Diego, Orange County, San Francisco. Yeah. So. Awesome. So you opened up the shop. How did it go? Um, at the beginning it was good, and uh, then uh, obviously the workers started asking for uh, pay raises and all that. I said, hey, you know, I just, I just. Just literally took over. Mm. Just give me a couple months, at least, you know. Mm. Basically, the manager who I was working with, you know, like I just I saw him cutting a lot of corners, you know, and uh, so I was like, hey, you know, basically you don't do that. And he was like, uh, yeah, okay, I want to pay raise. I was like, yeah, sure, let's talk about it. Mm. And he was like, well, I want to spend some more time with my family. And I'm like, um, okay. He's like, well, you you manage it now. For now, I need some time off. You know, he took some time off and. He, he was actually opening up another shop right next door. Oh, gutless. And so we had a few commercial accounts, and he just took those accounts, you know. Like, oh. And uh, to make matters worse, he took, like, two of the employees that I had. Who oh, working no. there. And they were working there from day one, you know. Yeah. So they're, like, they knew. So it was basically just me and uh, another guy that I just hired. Oh. So brutal. I had to. Yeah, it was brutal at the beginning, but. Um, so were you just running the show, or were you fixing cars? I was fixing cars. Actually, if you look at the reviews, a lot of people who came in asked for John, you yeah. fix my car. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I 
I'm a, I'm a hobbyist. I'm not like uh, I, I didn't like do this as a job before. Mm. But uh, I, you know, I used to fix my own cars. In New Zealand, everyone works on yeah. their cars. And it, I guess yeah. it's the same in Canada. Used well, to be. Yeah. You know, these Absolutely. Days, yeah. Well, even, these he, days people can't change a tire. So. Yeah. <laughs> but don't. What are you guys looking at me for? I can't. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time pumping gas. <clears throat> but I remember you used to work on bikes here too, right? You spent a lot of time at Mr. Lee's. Yeah, um, I used to work, uh, yeah, here. Like, I just, uh, you know, because, like, I have a lot of Korean friends mm. who are in the industry of fixing, in mechanic shops, like yeah. bikes, bike shops. Yeah. I used to order parts, as you know, for Mr. Lee for the boats. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, I still, I just saw Mr. Lee not so long ago, and he asked is me he, to order some parts. Yeah. Is, he, uh, is he a firefighter now? Or doing some some marine rescue or something? What's yeah, here's what the uh, you know the the you know the Il Ilku, the one one nine the uh, the rescue. Uh, he fig- you know he was just their fixing boats the boats and jet skis and things. Yeah, ah, okay, yeah, because okay. he he runs his he runs a show at the Ulsan Marina, you know, yeah, over yeah. in uh, by Jinha. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just went to see him the other day. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's he's doing he's doing well. He's, uh, he's so that was right when you took over the shop. Right when I took over, so literally, in. literally about two months in it, mm. uh, he just jumps in, opens another shop. I told him like, you know, hey, we can talk about it, whatever. He was like, nah, I got another another shop. And uh, so what happened? So he took uh, two of my commercial accounts, mm. and uh, they were they were pretty big accounts. Mm. Uh, so I, you know, I I went from. You know, making money to literally just like losing a whole bunch of money every yeah, month, yeah. and it took me a while to to actually build up my Accounts you know my and, customer yeah, yeah my customer base you know the the reason the, the the other thing is he was cutting a lot of corners and mm. and so cars were coming back from before when when before I even took the shop you know like mm. he was he was cutting a lot of corners like you, you know, uh, some things like you know like. You learn some things on the on the, when you when you're when you work in, the, in these cars, you know. Like for example, a lot of the, uh, the I mean, I don't want to get technical here, but a lot of the cars these days are they have aluminium blocks, you know, and and so like doing head gaskets and things like mm. that. When you know these are like things people used to do a long time ago, mm. it doesn't work anymore because aluminium, you know, it's the block gets like warped, and and you know if you try and do a head gasket, you know, you send the head to the machine shop, put it back on. The block itself is is not you know it's, it's worked. Not, it's not yeah, the it's same worked. Head. It's not. It's it's gonna leak still, or in a few months, in six months mm. time, you know, cars are gonna come back with the, with yeah, the same yeah. problem, and so you know, with these kind of situations and that, you either change the whole engine or you don't even touch the car, you know. Mm. But he was cutting a lot of corners like that, and um, uh, you know, even during when I was there, a few he did a few you know thing you know a couple of jobs and they came back and I had to, they're angry at you. Of course, he got yeah. angry at me. But, you know, like I trusted uh. him, and they trusted him, and and uh, actually, a lot of them, uh, like people, are like, you know, you're you're. They're said to me, you're a lot more trustworthy than the other dude. He, but he seems, he um, like when you talk to him, he like makes customers feel comfortable. He's got that um, charisma. charisma. He does, yeah, exactly. He's got the charisma, and he was, you know, banking on that. But so, what would you do differently next time? How what what did you learn from Buddy stealing two? Two uh, company accounts. accounts and taken off. What did I? What What did what I? What did do? you learn? What would you do different next time? I would definitely. If I was opening a business, uh, I would. Uh, I mean, I, when I first opened that business, I said, "Hey, look, you know, it's not important. Uh, your like your expenditure. Just it's important to get the customers in." Mm. I kind of disagree with that. I I think you need to start off like how do you say like start off safe basically have a safe investment where your your overheads are very low. Like for example, in Korea. 
you'll see a lot of the businesses that they're going to survive this corona are the people with a very low overheads like mm. where you got like one or two employees you know and your your rent is very cheap you know very cheap mm. but if you got rent of like you know eight thousand dollars a month mm. you know it's you have struggled to keep your head above water when mm. you know when, when shit hits a fan mm. you know unless you got a unless you got a huge bankroll behind you it's hard to hard to maintain especially through corona never yeah. we've seen places restaurants and in other you know and other uh, other businesses fail yeah. and it's food uh, industry got hit hard here in korea yeah. was was buddy next door in the new shop successful or if he was cutting corners and somehow he managed to steal two company accounts his 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 customers were a lot of the customers that went to him were so disappointed they came back to me yeah. and they were like he's a he's a mexican fellow so a lot of the mexican fellows like there was um, i kid you not the body shop next door to him they started bringing me cars mm. and he, he literally like 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 he's right next door like they're door to door there's only mm. a wall between them mm. and they said that he is just just so dishonest but well, listen, long term from, never... from the time from the time i spent around the shops and and getting cars fixed with stuff we couldn't fix at home i don't think there's too many honest mechanics out there i mean we yeah. i was at canadian tire and we were told to upsell everything i want an oil change oh do you want your brakes checked do you want this do you want this, this? hey i checked your brake and, and there's a lot of undercover ones especially in the states mm-hmm. um the 15 minute jiffy lube oh, oil change and all of a sudden it ends up being like 300 bucks they found 20 problems and and they start i remember watching one not long maybe a year ago and we're at your shop and we we we, we cut a, a slit in the fan belt mm. and then we bring it there and we see what they're going to do and they end up telling us we need a thousand dollars worth of work, but half of it is stuff we just did. We just completely fixed the whole car, changed the brake fluid, yeah. power steering, everything, and they recommend changing all that shit again. And it went, it went to court. It went to the federal court and the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and the, I forget Jiffy Lube or somebody. And they said this is just straight up fraud. Mm. That the guy is told his employees that they have to do this, they have to charge more, they have to charge for services they didn't do, and they put cameras in the car and they checked. And it was a complete fraud, and this is one of the biggest chains across the states. So, but that's the—I don't think that surprises me. I mean, I, I've seen dishonest mechanics all the time. I mean, but they're—they're they're preying on ignorance, right? And that's the same as interior guys here, or sure. someone going in. My my favorite story is still the girl who went to like seven different dentists here, and yeah. one said you have one cavity, the other one said you need three root new canals. crowns, yeah, you need five root canals. You need dentures. They they give her everything, and she flew back home to Canada, and and her her dentist said like you have sensitive teeth, just use this toothpaste. You're gonna be fine. There is nothing. Can you imagine if she had gone all in on like the first dentist and said you need five, you need five root canals? They'd be drilling in her mouth for no reason, man. That'd be that, sound, that sounds hard to believe because you know if you're doing a root canal, you take an X-ray and you show them where the, the mm. you know where the cavity is, and if, if if you know if it's a root canal, it would be would have hit the nerve already or mm. pretty close to hitting the nerve, so we feel would feel the pain. Mm. Um, but uh, you know you can see it on the X-ray. I don't know what dentist she Check went to. The, they must have been like some, she she listed she listed them all. It's on Wilson online. I'll yeah. I'll try and find it. It was yeah. funny. It was a like. A substantial yeah. post, like, and she's not the only one. I, I remember others. I mean, lots of people asking for second, third opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know anyone who's been to the dentist and said you got more than one or two or three problems. But in Korea, <laughs> lots of foreigners. I got eight cavities. 
I know I haven't been to the dentist for that long, but I still brush my teeth every day. <laughs> been brushing Come with molasses. On. I better check someone else out. <laughs> I just asked to see the X-rays, and I, you know, I like, you know, I, I look at the X-rays and I see, I see that if they see a cavity, if it's a small cavity, I say, well, you know, they're just. I'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, so it's it's just swallow some toothpaste. It'll, it'll fill itself back in. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got pretty good teeth, but some of the foreigners that have come here, I don't know, they they've got pretty bad teeth. Like, I mean, the, I I knew a dentist here, and, and uh, yeah, it was like a. A couple of, he said like he's he actually told me i don't know what it is about the guys that come from england i don't know what i don't know why he singled out the english people <laughs> they all have bad teeth <laughs> so oh, i don't know what i mean i knew i knew to keep my guard up after i broke my toe and the guy suggested immediate surgery to to put a pin oh, in my toe i was like my god dude what are you for what? Like they my recommend toe. surgery for everything. Yeah. Okay. Surgery. So bones, it, bones here, and like the the orthodontists and all that. They just what do you call them? Not the the orthotics. I mean, yeah. the people who do with like they do anything with bones. They yeah. always recommend surgery and uh, and uh, yeah, it's just for everything. And, oh, and dude. My, I got my, a yeah. shot in my. You know, have you had any cor- uh, corticosteroid shots in your in your? Uh, when I was doing jujitsu, like because you know I injured my uh, my one of my fingers, my fingers, yeah. and and he he just said like, hey, you gotta do like. Cortisone, Cor- yeah, cortisone. Yeah, cortisone. I'm like, oh man. And there was another doctor who actually recommended something. I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically a sugar injection. It's not really proven. It's kind of, it's it, like you, you gotta look at. I can't remember the name of the actual treatment, but it translates it, the placebo effect. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> basically placebo. Is it effect. an injection or an it's IV? A, it's an. It's an. No, no. It's an. It's an injection in the actual uh, joint. Oh, okay, okay. And he said this is gonna help. Uh, you know. And I said, uh, well, is it painful? Because usually with the with the corti- with the you know cortisone ones, they have lidocaine with it, which is a um, lidocaine. Yeah, lidocaine, which is a what do you call it? A um, um, you know, know, it's a kind of like you know, basically number or number, uh, yeah. what's the yeah and a freezing and, uh, yeah yeah well no no it doesn't oh, what's freeze. your name the and analgesic is it no no it's not analgesic. it's uh, anesthetic anesthetic anesthetic, yeah, anesthetic, anesthetic. yeah um Jeez. yeah so anyway i forgot all my medical <laughs> stuff anyway so uh this guy is like he couldn't speak any english and he's like you know telling me like hey he was gonna inject it with this and that mm. and and then i was like uh, i was like you know in korean i was like is it painful uh, and he and he said and he, he just the only uh, word he 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 said was in English was excruciating pain. <laughs> I was like, oh god. Oh, the neighbor translated. Yeah. yeah, and I was it like, hurts. yeah, okay, pain. yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. So he actually like injected my my finger with it, and I I kid you not, it was so painful. And I was like, oh my god! And then like suddenly, I actually like blacked out. Yeah, I kid you not. I black. It's my first time in my life. It was so painful. I actually oh, blacked Jesus. out, and I, I almost fell down. I like fell off my chair. Oh. And then like um, yeah, yeah. I was with my girlfriend at the time, and she like pushed me up. She like you know held me up, and I was like, oh, what happened? She was like, you blacked out. I'm like, oh god. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, and I honestly I don't see any like I didn't I don't think it helped or you know mm. just yeah. So those like, the bone yeah the bone doctors here I. Yeah, or well, you got to go to one that you know, anyways, because the well, that was a very good hospital. It was good Samjang Pyongwan here in Ulsan. Samjang, yeah, yeah, and and that 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 was a recommend. The doctor was recommended by a, a friend of ours, if you know, Mr. Uh, Doctor Kim. Yeah, who yeah. We do yeah, with yeah. Us. yeah, he's he's the one who recommended him personally. Wow. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Jeez. I don't know if he was just. Gotta get, to the, be, gotta get the call ahead before you go, dude. I mean, I would, I would really get a second opinion on on those mm. those things. But with, I think with teeth, like teeth and all that, it's just plain X-ray. You look mm. at the X-rays and you can tell what's. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Well, I think most people don't know how to read X-rays. I mean, 
The well, average person going to the dentist doesn't. Uh, well, the average Korean doesn't even ask what kind of medicine they give. They give you all these, uh, you know, this. Like, That's my wife used to get so. These envelopes with with like little pills yeah. in them that look like candy, and you just eat them. You know. My wife was so embarrassed. I was like, what, "What's this? What's this for?" This is for pit. What's this one for? This is for the. And she's like, "Why? Why are you asking me? Because I'm not just eating this random bag of shit yeah. for no reason. This is for digestion." I'm like, eh, they go you know, okay. sometimes <laughs> they give you like, uh, you know, like uh, stuff like randomly. They'll you go in for a cold and they'll give you like Prozac or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't there? I a girl find there is though. They randomly prescribe all kinds of stuff. That's mm. true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was a girl. I think it was. I, I, I think she might. Be, she might have published her story on Ulsan Online or something. And she said they, they did lit, like she actually said. Well, I'm kind of stressed out from work or something. And I have a cold, so please give me some medicine. And they gave her Prozac, I think. Uh, yeah, literally, Jesus. they gave her Prozac. She was high as a kite in the classroom, apparently. Oh, Christ. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, it pays to actually ask what he's prescribing. Yeah. And, like, sometimes they don't even ask if you have, like, an allergy to a certain antibiotic, <laughs> which I find, like, is kind but of... But I like, think another part of the problem is a lot of people don't speak Korean. Mm-hmm. Or, or have been too ignorant to learn Korean, and and if you're not going to the well-known English-speaking doctor, or or one of the three or four or whatever, or if you're supposed to go to Donggu mm-hmm. to the university hospital where you can get good service in English or or world-class service in English, if you're just going to the the neighborhood clinic, then yeah, there might be some some taking advantage of ignorance. It might be some unprofessionalism, it might be whatever. But or part of that is our own mm-hmm. fault for not learning the language and not. You know, that's oh, what I say, bring what someone you, who speaks Korean or... What, what about the if you approach it from, <clears throat> if you go back 50 years or whatever when young kids were dying, you know, early, early in life and maybe now the over the overprescription of drugs mm-hmm. is a result of them being sick and malnourished or whatever, you know, post, post-war. Maybe now they think, oh, we got the medicine, why not use it? You know why not take that take that discomfort uh, discomfort away? Well, I used to work in a medical lab, right? So we do something called culture and sensitivities. When people have a a, a, um, a problem, a bacterial infection of some sort, we do uh, a, a, you know culture. We culture the mm. the pathogen, or mm. you know the, the basically the bacteria causing yeah. the, the problem, and uh, we we do something called sensitivities on it. So we we have like six different antibiotics. We it's like a stamper. You just stamp it on the uh, on the agar plate, yeah. and you can you can measure like a, it's a halo, right? So it kills the bacteria, and you can measure how many millimeters away from each antibiotic disc, uh, you know, and, and that distance is how effective the, the antibiotic, antibiotic is. is yeah. So when I recommend uh, an antibiotic for the pathogen, I can just measure the distance and I can say, well, this antibiotic has got like, you know, like five millimeters. So that's the best antibiotic yeah. to prescribe. Um, and uh, like comparing younger people to older people, uh, the people like born like years ago, like in, in the 50s and the 40s, you can see actually the the, 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 the halo is actually much like they had, they're they're very sensitive to a lot of the antibiotics because I think when they were I mean, young, they, it works well on them. Works I mean? better, yeah. yeah, yeah so absolutely. they actually, I guess, people didn't prescribe that many. I don't know that much uh, antibiotics back in the day or whatever. Or them, yeah. they're just like young people these days. That those like those lines are very very close. You, you know? don't think diet has a lot to do with it? It could be. I don't know. Mm. It's I, I obviously I I can't just say I just I can't just put it down to mm. like. Right. to one thing because that's not a not a not a scientific way to just interpret the results but in general <laughs> well yeah. I, I know what it is eh? yeah. it's general, all that orange juice they've been drinking i don't yeah. know i think i lead more towards just again instinctual feeling that if you're taking antibiotics for every sniffle or sneeze that you have mm-hmm. you're probably less sensitive to 
yeah. less sensitive to it. But. Well, obviously these days, uh, I mean, these days people are more, uh, doctors are actually better, even in Korea, you mm. know. And uh, if you notice, basically, uh, you, if you take an antibiotic course, you should finish the course. Because if you don't, if you don't finish the antibiotic it's course. come back stronger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. The, the bacteria, what the bacteria does is uh, it's, it's, you can actually, I can actually build uh, a bacteria in the lab that's, that is uh, immune to antibiotics. Uh, the way I do that is, as I said to you before. You, you heard know, it here first. John started Corona. <laughs> I was well, say, this uh, sounds uh, eerily familiar to Wuhan. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason, the, the way you do it, it was first you get a bat. No, first, you, you, <laughs> okay. So you you culture the bacteria that's closest to the disc, you yeah. know, to the antibiotic disc, you know, the closest to the halo, yeah. and you keep culturing it, and that line shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until it becomes obsolete. So. You Jesus. can actually, it's a natural sexual bacteria, like it's, it, 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 you know, the bacteria gets closer and closer, yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah. you breed in them to be stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's what you do exactly when you take a half a course of antibiotics. But again, here in Korea, they only prescribe probably two or three days of antibiotics and they don't want you to come back and get this, you know, get the, the rest, rest of the yeah. course because they want to get charged for two prescriptions, you know, for two, two uh, visits. visits. So uh, yeah, that's that's the insurance game here. Yeah, it's oh. the insurance game, which is, I think it's not a, you know, I actually say, hey, look, you know, just give me the proper proper seven day that's course. What, or I got course. I got the guy now. He, yeah. he says, do you want five days? I was like, what's the option? Two or three? Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I want the five. Come on. Yeah. If it was five or seven, give me the seven. But no, I I got a guy now who's good, and I said, listen, don't don't tell me to come back. Nothing's changed. Two days later, just mm. give me the five court. If it's not gone, we'll come back. If it is, but I've good. noticed these days that the doctors have improved here, and and uh, you know, in terms of like you know things like that, like prescribing antibiotics mm. and things like that, and they also very they they ask you like how long have you had this problem? You know, because yeah. a lot of it is actually asking about you know you know basically gotta investigate you know but like how long have you had it because if you've just been sick for one day could it be a viral infection you might not even need antibiotics at all um so that uh, was the that was the problem i had when my son was young mm -hmm. we'd go in and they'd check his they do the regular checkups they check his ears and be like oh he's got a he's got an ear infection is it bacterial or viral oh we don't know take the antibiotics and you'll you'll sort it out like yeah shouldn't you Shouldn't you be testing that? Or I didn't even have to get checked. Just go in and say, "Can I get a bucket of that pink medicine, whatever it is?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give me the six liters of it. I don't need the, you know, the little or twenty it, milliliters. Was it the ear infection or the eye infection? I can't remember. We couldn't figure out if it was bacterial or viral, but. Anyways. But uh, I'll I'll tell you one thing. The the there are some really good doctors here. Uh, sure. Like uh, over at uh, ha, like Hana Hospital here in in, in Ulsan. Mm. I mean, honestly. They're just so good. Yeah, uh, they're you know their ENTs over there are so good. I've actually uh, had uh, I've I had a sleep apnea, mm. and uh, so I went there. You get the did, Darth Vader machine, man. I yeah, I went on a I, I did the sleep study, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I actually had to sleep stay the night over yeah, yeah, yeah. there, and um, you know I looked at all my rhythm, and they said that you have serious sleep apnea. And mm. um, the doctor over there, <clears throat> he recommended three surgeries at once. He's like, you actually probably more like four so he said nasal septum yeah the turbinate bones which is like the two bones on yeah. the sides here um palatal uh, muscle resection which is the top of the top of the, top of the roof, roof, of, mouth, roof yeah. of the mouth yeah and then he also recommended getting my um the, what do you call it? the tonsils removed getting your tonsils removed is the most painful surgery i've ever had in my life i got it when i was like five that was standard yeah for five, you five is i haven't no but i i i mean i know so a lot man, of people who have so that was bad. that's so, so hold on when he tells you you need three surgeries 
What's your thought is not? Hold on, this is crazy. I'm not. My sleep apnea is not that bad. Come on. No, it was bad. Or was <laughs> yeah. I was tired as shit. <laughs> no, no, no. The problem with sleep apnea is, I mean, you could you could probably endure and and, and you know and just like you're gonna live do, with right? it. Yeah, a lot of people do, but you're later tired. on it was gonna cause heart problems yeah. and things because you're. You know, like my my actually my blood pressure at the time was high. Like it was it was high for for no reason. I wasn't mm. stressed out. Um, right now it's come back to normal after. The, Have you the had surgery. the surgeries? I've had the surgeries. Yeah. Oh, I, you did them. Yeah, I did them uh, recently. No, uh, like just before I went to the states. Right before I went. Slept like a baby. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, it's before I like I always used to have like one one nostril that was blocked, and then they used to like swap. You know, like, yeah, if yeah. I sleep on this side, this one gets unblocked. If yeah, I sleep yeah. on that side, this one. But now it's like they're both like you know perfect. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, the guy did a, an amazing job. And what's know. the difference? What do you what do you notice? Man, I sleep much better. I uh, wake you know, up refreshed. I wake up, yeah, it's like yeah, I wake up refreshed. I uh, even even my endurance is like better. I can run. I can run more. I can. What's the recovery time on the surgery? Well, um, the, the biggest problem was that uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Tonsils. The, the tonsils, man. That was so painful. It took me a long time uh, mm. to get over this. Probably, I'd say probably about, I mean, two, three, at least three weeks. No yeah. way. Yeah, it was really painful. If you get it done as a, as a like, as a, as a child, that was, it's easy. It was like neutering dogs yeah. at home, man. Like, yeah. you neuter your dog and you, your kid gets a tonsil, though. That's the, it was standard procedure for, for everyone. Yeah, but for, for me, because I got, a, like, a, an older age, yeah. it's, it was very painful. Yeah, man. It, Parents pitch it to you as, like, you're going to get to eat ice cream for the next cream, three right. days. Ice cream. Nice. <laughs> I want my tonsils out again, Bob. What, what about the other two? Are they just as invasive or... Pretty easy going or what? Well, um, the yeah, the 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 what do you call it? The septum, you know, that's just they basically just shave off a bit of cartilage off the of the size of your nasal septum, yeah. and then the turbinate bones are the the ones that look like you know, the little, yeah, little, you know, like little, holes, yeah, little yeah, little bones here. They actually use laser to cut them off a little bit, so they make a little bit of space hmm. between the septum and, huh. and that, so it give room for you to breathe. How did you know you had? Uh, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. Yeah. I just couldn't. I wasn't like when I wake up in the morning. I wasn't. I I slept a lot, but I could. I felt like tired still. You know, um, wow, you don't man. feel like. Isn't that everyone? No, man. I feel like I'm dragging balls lots of times. Um, but it, it's a, it's a noticeable. <laughs> it's a noticeable. Uh, well, I mean, I, you could do a sleep study. It's not that expensive, and huh. uh, it will tell you. Like they'll they'll. You'll you'll see like the graph. You can oh. easily tell. Even me, I, I looked at it. And I could see I have seriously bad. My problem is I gotta get up and take a leak a- every night. Every night I have to well, get up and hang a huge one. As <laughs> you know, pros- prostate is what I'd be worried about if I were you. If you have to go off and to to take a leak at night, prostate huh. issues are. Don't don't drink so much at night. Like if I yeah, drink coffee. If I drink <laughs> one of these, you know, in the hour or two before bed, of course I get up in the middle of the night. But that sounds like grandpa. Grandpa syndrome there, where the guys. You know, but pro- prostate problems is what causes people to get out. Right. Yeah, it's like you, you pee and then you go back and then you're like, oh, you don't like you still want to go back. You you don't feel like you peed enough or whatever. You know, you, you keep going out. In a, you know, like quite often. Oh, I definitely gotta pee. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll check it. Yeah. Oh, that's a finger in the butt, isn't it? Finger on the butt. Or you can do something called the PSA, uh, prostate specific antigen. Um, okay. So they like they take a blood sample. They can do it from that. Oh no uh, way! But uh, I yeah. think I'd prefer that. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> PSA is yeah, but different. Like PSA is, uh, I think PSA these days the the interpretation of the results is basically specific to you. So everybody's level of prostate specific antigens different. Oh, okay. So you gotta you know you gotta have a baseline to kind of you know. 
Two blood tests. Yeah. Okay, let's put an end to the medical conference and get back to the Mexican. Yeah, Mexican, <laughs> Mexican. This food. came from dishonest Mexicans to dishonest mechanics to dishonest dentists in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now so how, how did you end up? How did you end up back here? Or what? <laughs> what was? What happened over the course of running the business? Well, I uh, when the Corona hit. The uh, corona. Yeah. Well, actually, from from December, uh, business is just being closed. Well, it's Christmas, so I mean, we expected business to be slow, but. Usually it picks up in in January, February, um, you know, and we only got big repairs at the time. So it was transmissions or, you know, engines or things like that. Uh, so it was big, big repairs. Uh, but um, it was like one or two a week. It was really, really bad. Like business was very slow, not just for me, for everybody. And um, when Corona hit, I just knew this is, this is going to be it, you know, like because business is just so slow mm. and you know, add Corona on top of it. And, you know, the media just, you know, basically people just got scared by the media. You Absolutely. Know, like, yeah, and people didn't know what, what, what this is. And, and California uh, was the first hit. Yeah, well. Or one of the first Yeah, hit. one of the first. Yeah, well, we were the first to shut down, actually. And that's why, yeah. yeah we, like, we were, California was the first. I think New York and California were yeah. like, yeah, first the first Well, I remember down. New York was a scary one. I, I, from oh, what New I saw in the media, New York mad. looked like it was a, there was no, a you zombie know what? apocalypse. Dude, buying uh, buying this hand disinfectant, you know, like buying hand disinfectant mm -hmm. or masks was like buying drugs. I had to actually buy it from a Mexican guy from back of the trunk. He's just buy, giving me like this hand sanitizer <laughs> with like Mexican, like with Spanish written on it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, and I have no idea what it is and it smelled like crap but anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he bought it he actually like uh, basically bought it across the border from mexico because you couldn't buy it anywhere uh, it was even worse in new york when my friend was he said you can't buy it uh, even even industrial like uh, alcohol or whatever i kind of alcohol you want no way you can buy it wow. it was really bad uh but uh yeah when that hit like my uh you know all my cousins and they're like hey you know let's just wait it out it might just be a matter of just like a couple of weeks or a month that's that's what i, I told said Nate. <laughs> i said there is no no way this epidemic is gonna is gonna be a matter of uh, uh, you know a month yeah. this is this is a long-term thing and if we have to shut down um, for that long mm. then people are gonna just basically because people were just stockpiling like you know groceries and toilet yeah, paper yeah. remember toilet paper yeah, remember that that was ridiculous and uh, yeah and it's just I don't, if people are just gonna stay at home and you know how am I gonna pay rent yeah uh, yeah, and the thing is, like the the landlords are gonna forgive. Not they're not gonna forgive. They're gonna wait on rent like one or two months. But how are you gonna catch up on on rent? Uh, That's what I don't for, understand. It's just, it's like a time bomb. Man. It is a time bomb. Oh, yeah. you don't have to pay rent this month. Yeah, but I have to pay rent in four the, four times in four months. You know. That's, uh, yeah. Well, did I you mean, see the lineups yesterday in Texas? For what? For the food, whatever. The stipend. No, the free food. What do you call it? food stamps? Not food stamps. Just line up for the uh, food drive. No, like. To get free food because you don't have money to buy food. North Korean rice land. Mm -hmm. like they uh, food shelters. Ah, yeah, um, like where you go, where you yeah. go to get food. I mean, the lineups. The homeless are, shelters you're talking about. Well, they're food shelters. You go there to eat or whatever. Food but banks, maybe. Food, food banks, bank. yeah. yeah food banks called for. food banks, right? And uh, the lineups were kilometers long, thousands of cars. And it's, it's only going to get worse. I mean, it's nowhere near wild. Well, in New York, uh, people are leaving. Uh, people leave in New York, apparently, to ghost town over there because uh, people can't afford to pay rent. Can I you mean, imagine if you bought commercial real estate there? Like in ooh. September, in October? Man. Yeah. That's got to be uh, that's gotta be a 
You yeah. won't get it pretty cheap, no. You know, uh, like my cousins told me, hey, you know, just just hold on. You know, things are gonna be good. I just said, no. Look, I'm just done with it. I just, I, I actually just, just you know, bounced, bounced. You know, I remember even Nate was, uh, you know, he's like the chicken little, like the sky's falling, and I was like, man, it's not gonna be that bad. Trust me, man, this is gonna get bad. I'm like, ah, it's not gonna be that bad. But it was yeah, so here, easy to see. Here yeah, we are, eleven months. For me, later. it was easy to like see. He, yeah. He's thinking that it's not gonna go around the whole world. Like it was already there. You knew it was. It was just yeah. Daegu. The guys at the Daegu Church, you know, yeah. were were not doing it properly, and the Shincheonji guys exploded the whole situation here. But you don't think nobody was going back between California and Korea mm-hmm. or Vancouver? Of course they were, or New York. Wow. So it was just a matter of time. It wasn't. It wasn't even a question of if. It was just when. Yeah. I wonder if that Shincheonji. If there hadn't been that super spreader in the beginning, if there would have been uh, the same uh, laws and rules and regulations, you know, placed in Korea, mm-hmm. if if she hadn't originally spread it, I wonder if we were uh, if Korea would have taken it so seriously and and put all the restrictions on, or if it would have been uh, kind of a slow burn and kind of one foot in, one foot out like the states. Who knows? Who knows? I would have been. Uh, I would have been an interesting. So, how did you decide to come back here? Well, um, I wasn't planning on coming back here. I bought, because uh, my mom lives in Australia, so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go back to, you know, mm. to go back home to, to my mom. So uh, I bought, Whoa. what is that? Look at that. That's the picture of the lineups going for the, Jesus what do we call them? Food what? Food, food banks. Food banks. And they said um, 80% of them are first time, you know, guys who've never used a food bank before. Man, things are going to get really rough over well, you know, You know they're first time because they're all driving there. Yeah. I mean, normally food bank... You know, downtown, inner city, whatever. But it's not, you know, 5,000, 10,000 cars there, lined what, up. Is there people just putting, like, uh, bags of food in the yeah. trunk or something? Yeah. Hmm. You'd pull up, they drop it in your car. Go. Wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Anyways, That's sorry, crazy. keep going. Yeah. Your mom's in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, was, I bought... Uh, um, air tickets to Australia, mm. and uh, when I was, um, and I, I got um, at the time they were they were still like just at the time they were just like putting in the enforcements and uh, border control and all that. So <laughs> anyway, I I got my mom was in Queensland, so I got the permit to go into Queensland, apply for a permit, but um, I pay taxes in Australia because my mm. mom has me on my payroll in her company. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well I've got payroll, I've got my driver's license, I've got my my um have the like an insurance card like health insurance card so mm. basically uh, even though i'm a new zealand citizen i'm almost like basically a resident there because okay. i've got all the all the paperwork right uh when i went to uh to the airport with all my bags i packed my bags they, they wouldn't let me on the plane they said no the you you're, you can't i'm like what do you mean they're like well we checked your passport and you haven't lived in in australia for the the past uh you know you only lived you only stayed there for like a, a month in the past six months or something like that. Right, so you're a non-resident so you're not a non-resident i said what do you mean i got i got my you know this is my health insurance <laughs> well, my, my national health insurance <laughs> and i pay taxes over there yeah. i've got a job there basically i have a job there mm. even now i pay taxes over mm. there so i got a job there i got you know health insurance well yeah, that doesn't matter. We we can't let you in the country. Wow. I said, well, Queensland let me in. I've, I've got a job, and I've got to go back to Queensland. Well, no, well that's state. You got permission from the state, but you didn't get permission from the you know you didn't get federal permission. Right? Wow. So I couldn't. They wouldn't let me on the plane. Uh, so they said, well, you can apply for uh for uh you know for like um, uh, you know like a, like you can apply again or try. There's an application online. <laughs> 
So I lady, applied. I'm already at the airport. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah apl- I literally applied, and I, like a few hours later, I got like the rejection letter, like reject- rejected right away. Like no way. Like a few hours later, literally, okay. and I thought, man, this is just insane. So you know, my mom is basically my employer. She wrote a letter for me. I sent it with another application. Rejected again. So um, at the time, uh, my visa was about to expire in the states. So. Yeah. I'm like, well, a man with I'm a refugee, country, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, and and and. and well, they said that was that was not, that was not uncommon. Mm-hmm. I do the warden duties for this region for the Canadian embassy, and they were sending out the same things. Like, if you want to go, get out now because they're they're shutting down and it's going to be pretty strict and pretty tight to get in. So if if you know anyone in your region who wants to go, make sure they they get out and go home because otherwise, yeah. you might not be able to get in for a little while. Yeah, and I, mean, I remember Australia and New Zealand were both pretty strict on very that. strict, very strict. Yeah. Well, New Zealand was down to zero cases for a long time. Yeah, I could go into New Zealand, but I, I, I literally don't know anyone in New Zealand. I would have to quarantine for two weeks there, and then I would be like, I had to have to get a, a place, you know. Mm. And and New Zealand's not cheap, you know. So, yeah, so I mean, it just made no sense. So I just went to the uh, Korean embassy. They were like, and I applied for a for a for a visa. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke to the lady and that and this and I told her I used to work here and mm. I explained the situation to her. She was super nice. You know, they actually approved approved my application in, in less than it was like less than two weeks. Oh, and I was I was, you know, I just bought my it. ticket the, the day I got my. You guys don't get visas on arrival. They canceled that. You're supposed to get visa on arrival here. You can, uh, you're, uh, you're right. said it, because of the pandemic, they canceled yeah, the visas uh, on arrival. There was, that was to keep tourists out, right? You, yeah. If you had to come back for work or family or something, fine, but they didn't just want regular people showing up. Yeah, because yeah. wow. it was the same. The Canadian tourist Canadian. on arrival visa got canceled too. Yeah. Yeah, all the all the visas on arrivals got canceled. Yeah, uh, yeah that was it. I think it was April. They, they started canceling them, yeah. Mm. So you had to apply and and at the embassy and you had to actually get a, a um, like a PCR done before you get to the embassy that yeah. time as well. So I had to show them my PCR. Um, you know, so oh. I just did, did the yeah did the and and it took them like fifteen days to to process my visa. I was worried that they'd ask me to do another uh, you know like another PCR, but they didn't. Right. No, thankfully. So when I came here, they they did it again, but. Uh, Wild, yeah, wild, wild. And you're, uh, you're saying you were reluctant to come back, or I mean, the reason you left was because the, because uh, jobs were, or oh. were getting getting less pay for the same work. What have you, uh, have you considered doing anything else in Korea other than? Other well, than right teaching? now, I mean, uh, if if you, everything is on hold because of coronavirus, mm. and I know there's a spike again in the cases today, I heard on the news. So, oh no, yeah. So I mean, it's just because of this corona situation, you know, like doing like any sort of business these days or or anything like that it's kind of very risky you know Absolutely. you gotta wait till this blows over because um if i've learned one thing from uh from my last businesses don't jump into you know into yeah. things yeah with, unless you've got like a serious like solid plan sure. mm. yeah not out of not out of passion and it was you opened my eyes to one uh one aspect of, of having a garage or what'd you call it Mechanic shop. Mechanic shop. Mm. The um, I've romanticized about having a, a barber shop, hanging out and just talking to people, and you know, and cutting hair. And I thought mechanic would be the would also be a good one. But you were saying, it's a it's a pretty high pressure, it's a pretty high pressure place where people bring their stuff in. Like, well, hey, I need this fixed by, you know, in a couple. Of, and there's no time to sit down. I was basing my judgment off 
my well, old, my old well, neighbor. Hold on, hold on. Uh. There is because when I bring it out to the kind of barber shop that you want to do, yeah. when I bring it out to Dad's mechanic, you might be sitting there for two hours while he smokes fifteen cigarettes and you talk about the news and the corona and whatever. Uh. It depends where you're going. It's the same at home. If you go to your buddy's body shop or your buddy's mechanic shop, that's I was basing my opinion off that. I had a neighbor who would fix stuff in his garage and it was just him and his buddies hanging. Yeah. All that still exists. You just don't go to the to the franchises, mm. yeah. or. But as as Nate says, there's mm. a lot of dishonest people, a mm. lot, and and as uh, a lot of people sell you stuff you don't need to, you know, mm. like and that was where I kind of wanted to. Like I, yeah. I don't I don't really I honestly uh, I would feel bad if I made money by selling people sh- like shit they don't need, you know, mm. like I just feel I would go home and feel like. You know, like just that dishonest. Once, I don't want to do that. You know? Once you open that box, that's that's hard to hard to close too. Exactly. If you know you can kind of pick and choose or take advantage of someone, it's not. Uh... No, but these people, like, I mean, okay, I mean, I got a lot of customers who are like high end customers, but at the same time, I got a lot of people who just can't even make. You know, like, just yeah. they're just like just have very minimum paying jobs, and you know, they're in California is very expensive and. Uh, you'd feel bad like taking money from people like that you know and like thinking about that at night plus sleep apnea you're not going to sleep at all well <laughs> I didn't have sleep apnea the time I had it fixed but uh, you know like, I mean yeah just like yeah I don't want to I want to run a business if it's based on you know dishonesty I just, absolutely I yeah. don't, I don't re- I'd rather just do something else you're you know? a good person yeah. well good person. It's, it's not a good person it's just like how do you say just, just basic a, morals you not know? an asshole yeah man. just like well, you know because I don't care what you believe in. Uh, there's just a golden rule in this in this in this world. What goes around comes around, you know. Sure. Uh, and and that's that's just a huge believer in karma. Yeah. Would you huge. Would you consider doing something different here, or are you here to teach for a while, or what's the plan? Well, I mean, um, teaching until uh, something else comes up, you know. Yeah. Like um, it's not a bad place to be. I mean, it's just relaxed, you know, here, like, it's just, uh, over in the States, uh, like, everyone's like, oh, the California dream, or the American dream, or whatever they want to call it, it's stressful, (laughs) man, man, I'm telling you, every time I open that mailbox, it's bills, and bills, and bills, and it's like, you can't really get ahead, like, once you think, oh, yeah, well, I've made, I made okay money this month. Well, you, you were saying, you mentioned the numbers earlier, five or ten grand a month, five or ten grand a month. Nothing. Here. Yeah, can, you could go pretty far with that, but five or ten grand in California is probably Nothing. like a that's like a steak dinner. Poverty, and a... poverty line. Pover- <laughs> man, sixty thousand dollars is like is is the, yeah. If you if you're earning less than sixty thousand dollars a year, you're like below the poverty line in, in oh, California. Lord, yeah. Look, the guy that uh, that I bought, the guy that I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I bought the shop from. I mean, he's he literally. I asked him to see the numbers. He just gave me a laptop with all the numbers of, of all his businesses on it, and I just. I mean, I, I had to take a look, obviously, because yeah. you know, you know, the curiosity got the best of me. Yeah, and um, he's racking in. I would say about uh, you know four or five hundred thousand a month in net profits. Yeah. So Ooh. I mean, you can you can imagine those kind of numbers. You know, the, I always wonder how much is enough. How much is enough, dude? I mean, what it's you, whatever you decide. It's it's. You know, it's the same here. Like, remember, like when I when I first when I first left when I when I was in Korea just before I left, uh, you know, at the time, um, I used to go to a friend of mine who had a, like a mechanic shop, and he used to get a lot of high end cars. Mm. And um, you know, one of them like drove a brand new McLaren. I'm like, mm. and I, at that time, I had that BMW, and I was like, man, you know. The wheels on your McLaren are worth more than my car. That's what I told the guy. Yeah. Like, your car, like you know, and and then 
one guy, he came into the shop and he looked at my BMW and he goes, oh my God, the wheels or your BMW are worth more than my car. Yeah. You know, it's the same. And there's, you know, yeah. and, and there's going to be like some foreigner in a Matisse who's like, oh my God, the wheels are in your, like, you know, your <laughs> Genesis or whatever is worth more than my car. It's the same thing, you know, it's like, yeah, where do you draw the line? I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm happy if, like, you got to find a happy medium, you know, that you're satisfied with. Yeah. And not not being buried up to your neck in in bills is is probably oh. a, a happy a happy medium now in well, uh, in Korea. Man. For me, yeah, right now, I mean, yeah. even though I'm just making ends meet, you know, it's better than you know just stressing out, out of my pocket. Yeah, yeah stressing out. Absolutely. Know, so. One of the we've talked about it on here before, but just living in uh, I I could never imagine living in a one room could be so. Liberating. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the exact word, man. Yeah. That's the exact word. Just less to clean, less to maintain, and it's just you're you're free, man. It's a small space, but you're free. Mm-hmm. I love I love the feeling. Well, it's different when you're single. When you're married with kids, the one room might be a little more. Listen, nothing might wrong. Make with you a little crazier. Twenty four, twenty five, Pyong. Nothing wrong with it. I've well, been told by that's friends. That's fine, before, but it's not a one room. You need, but I mean, a smaller space compared to comparative to. To what we live in at home. Well, apartments in in Korea are very small anyway. I mean, mm. yeah, even, even a re- a regular family apartment here is is tiny compared to something. This is twenty four twenty four Pyong. I don't know what uh, that is in square feet. Maybe seven eight hundred square feet. Yeah, what is that? Like about seven yeah seven hundred. Uh-huh. But, but it's man, it's more than enough. You just don't fill it up with with random crap. You well, gotta, it's cozy, you, isn't it? And like here, it's just cozy if you have a small place with like, I mean, I, I know, you know you guys have families now. Yeah. With like, I mean, I see it like some of my friends who have families, they have one or two kids and the kids, everybody's like, it's cozy, it's yeah. nice. It comes up on your lots. It's just more junk, more shit. The bigger yeah. place you have, the the more crap you have. I mean, I look at my cousins and they all got like 6,000 square foot houses That's and massive. swimming pool. Massive, yeah. And, and the kids are like, every kid's got his own room and it's like far away from from the you know like they're like everyone's in his room you know it's like they only get together during like you know like like dinner time dinner. or whatever here it's like you're always like together basically yeah because it's like you know, i wonder how that's going to be though when we get when, when the kids get older it's cool now that everyone's in in the common area or yeah. even if you're in a bedroom you're you're not you're so basically far, not far yeah not so far you're yeah. a door away you mm-hmm. know but i wonder when the kids are 18 or or 17 how oh, they're going to be out of the house by then i hope well, you're in Korea. <laughs> Age seventeen or eighteen, I don't think they're we're, we're halfway, yeah, halfway yeah, there. Halfway there. Halfway there. Thirty, man. Mm. Oh, good times. Um, anyways, you mentioned your BMW. What's uh, what's the attraction for cars? Like I said, growing up, even buying my first car, I've always viewed cars as a mode of transportation. I never got into really appreciating the uh, the mechanics of them or any any speedy speedy cars or fast engines i liked watching fast, well, and, owned, fast and the furious you've owned motorbikes and uh you know you went quick on them i mean they you, that, that was cool mm. that was cool but um what's the what's the attraction for you for uh, is it the look of the cars is it driving fast is it the... uh more than looks yeah it's about yeah performance more than looks i'm more more of a practical guy than yeah look i am you like so what you buy the you buy the BMW you soup it up or are you adding stuff into it well, that's I, have you been in my, you have been in my car have no, you you have never i haven't uh, even seen it you haven't no okay well yeah, i've i've yeah i've souped a few cars up here interesting yeah. is that uh, is that a big part of uh, or is there a good population of koreans who enjoy that i know it's a very underground culture it used to be uh, like a few years ago um, i actually have some videos where they 
there used to be a lot of underground racing here mm. uh, over by the industrial complex. So um, actually, we used to go, and the police used to come, and mm. then they would like split us up, and we go gather around somewhere else, mm. and then we'd race there, and then the police would go over there. There's no uh, laws against racing your car other than speeding. Well, uh, the police really can't really do anything. What you else? Know, would they're, you get? They're you're reckless driving, maybe. Yeah. Well, the police is really like toothless. I mean, I, I drove really recklessly around the police, and mm. no, nobody, nobody did anything. I'm just saying, at home, they got yeah. signs up that uh, if you're racing your car, it's maximum ten thousand dollar fine, mm -hmm. and they'll put your car in that in that Impounds, machine, yeah, in the, in the yeah. smashing machine. Yeah, but that's because it became a serious problem. I mean, mm. the I think a big difference now that I've noticed, and maybe it's just because of my in-laws, but they opened up one of the new self-car washes next door to mom and dad's. Mm -hmm. And these guys, they spend three, four, sometimes they're all day. They smoke about three packs of cigarettes. They drink about 17 canned oh, coffees. Washing their cars, you mean? Detail their car. And yeah. they just polish the rims and wash their wipers and wash the antenna. And they spend an hour on every little detail. And there was a couple yesterday, and I don't know what kind of cars they are. They, they remind me of... Not an old Impala, but some of the old Buicks at home. And now they got hydraulics on them. But it looks like an Avante. It looks like a souped-up Avante, and they have they hydraulics on they them. They don't have hydraulics here. They have air suspension. They're, okay, yeah. that's what it is, air suspension. They have air suspension. I don't think there's many hydraulic suspensions here. What's the difference? Uh, hydraulic suspension uses oil. Air suspension uses airbags. Mm. So it's kind of like the ambulance, you know, how the, or the buses. You know how the buses go up yeah. and down? That's air suspension. So mm -hmm. you have like a compressor. That pumps air into a, a little, you know, basically okay. instead of this. I meant that the cargo is Hydraulics is like a sweet wrap. Hydraulic video. is the one that uses actual oil, you know, when you just, yeah. it just instantly bounces the car up. Yeah, yeah. But airbags just slowly inflate, you know, you can't bounce up and so down. So they, they got the, the low profile tires and, and, you know, probably a few hundred dollar rims. And uh, yeah, I mean, these guys now, they, they don't own, but I mean, they run these self car washes and guys bring their girlfriends and. It's like the number one hobby in Korea now is polishing your car. Yeah. And I've never oh. seen people take so much pride in in their cars. And I went, if these guys spend half that much time with their girlfriends or, or their wives, they wouldn't, you know, they'd have a lot happier relationships because, God, do they ever baby those cars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I go out to mom and dad's lots and it's, I mean, you see some of the same guys and they can just smoke nonstop. Mm. It's outside. It's open air. So it's perfect for them. Snacks, canned coffees darts a couple other boys <laughs> and let's just polish each Why other's not? cars for two hours they each. usually have a club actually like it depends what kind of car you have yeah, but yeah. i mean believe it or I'm not the Santa there's, worse, club. there's worse uh, there's worse hobbies to have man can you can you imagine right. there's a, there's an actual uh like a, a chevy spark club here sure they got can you believe a spark, like, like you know they got the pictures on the back of the windows man the i'm spark, in the yeah the spark club i mean who would, who would take a spark i mean that car is just i mean it's quicker to get out and walk but anyway <laughs> yeah but maybe it's a group of of cute females or or there is a few females males or male students or i mean yeah. Yeah. it's not about it's not about racing because you have the max cruise camping club yeah. And you have the the Santa Fe Family Club. Mm -hmm. and what's the what's the new car with? I think there's a a tent on the roof. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, the, the the SUVs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that tent of the roof you can buy and, and install on any car yeah. as long as you have the roof rent. Yeah. yeah, but that's like a four five thousand dollar tent, isn't yeah. it? It's a very expensive. I know yeah, it's a very yeah. expensive tent. No way. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's, like, it's nice here to see the car industry is changing. It's not all black, gray, and white anymore. There are some some other <laughs> colors. And now I think what's uh, what's 
the most eye-catching now is all these cars getting wrapped. Mm-hmm. And it's not at home where it's fancy cars. It's a guy wrapping his Matisse in gold, you know, shiny gold, or or a guy wrapping his Sonata or, or, or something, right? I mean, it's not the fanciest cars, but it's nice to see something purple or green or or off of the, the basic colors that we always see. Yeah, absolutely. It used to be just, as you say, white, black, and gray here. And yeah. white is by far the, the most common color. Everyone wants a white car. No. Uh, you could was... never find your car in the parking lot. I know. I, know. I had the red, what was it called? Pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the best part. You never you could never miss it. I mean, it was always yeah. so easy to, to notice. I like, I like the silver Matisse because no, no one's going to break into that. They don't... Uh... It's not. It doesn't stick out enough. There's no break-ins in Korea, man. You don't have to worry about that. But sil- silver is the easiest color. I mean, honestly, if I was buying a car again, because I'm, as you say, I'm sick of going to those car washes. I used to go. Uh, it used to be kind of an activity to do with my girlfriend and yeah. when I had a girlfriend at the time. You know, it was, she was not into it. She used to just sit in the car and play on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's just yeah. A lot of the guys go with their girlfriends to wash the cars. It's kind of something you do here. But I'm kind of sick of it over it here because yeah. I've been there, done that. I'd buy a silver car because they're very low maintenance. You can't even see the dust on them. Absolutely. Yeah. I like a clean house. Car inside clean, outside, I could care less, man. Give it a good hose down. I don't need it to shine. I don't need it to do anything. Well, I'm I'm more of the value. Whatever the most shine I can get with the least amount of time is what I would want or or a wax or whatever. But I don't don't have time to spend all day at the bloody car wash like these guys. Fair enough. Time is money. But it's it's a, I don't know, it's not a bad hobby. I mean, they could be. Dude, well, they they, sit, there, they, they be... sit there smoking all day. That's all they do. Sit there and smoke. Compare your your shiner and my shiner, your wax mm-hmm. and my wax. This is an old man. This is an old man angry moment. It's like me getting angry at new music. But if you, uh, shit, if, you saw, if you saw them there every week or every time I go, you just shake your head and go. Listen, every, I hate everything and, every, <laughs> and everyone. That's not what I'm doing. But uh, they, uh, I think it's cool. I, pre- I, I like that there's that culture that's created now. And eventually, I mean, but I'm used to classic cars, not, I, I don't know what they are. What you are know, these that's cars? That's an industry here that, I mean, a lot of people here want classic cars. There's just not enough of them. You know, there's not many it's classic not, not cars. It's not enough. You can't get them past the emissions test here. Yeah. And it's hard to get them past the emissions test because you got to go to Incheon to get them. At, uh, in to, uh, in, in the, Japan, it's pretty big. Well, they're, they're cutting uh, from dates now, right? From like 1998, if you got an SUV. Yeah. I, I don't know what the date is, but maybe say 98 from this year. Poof, next year from 99, they're cut. And then mm. they're gonna start uh, sure, taking yeah. them right but, off I mean, the road. Classic car is a different. It's a it's, different. It's, these part. things shouldn't really apply to classic cars because right. mm. they're built back before when all these <laughs> you know all these strict uh, emissions regulations came yeah, into yeah. place. But here they don't. I mean, a lot of people want them just to just not. Make I haven't them, seen man. any classic. Yeah. Car. Oh, I've seen a couple of old Beetles. Yeah, there's Beetles, old Minis, a couple of them. Yeah. But there's no real. There's no old old Chevelles or Camaros or. I don't think you can import them anymore. Uh, you know, I think there's there's certain regulations where you can't really import them anymore. So. Yeah. But but that's what I'm used to. So seeing these, I, I mean, I don't know what we used to call them when we were younger. Maybe it's not appropriate anymore. But. Um, we used to see lots of the Asians soup up Honda Civics and Pontiac Sunfires and... You're talking about ricers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, was, was going to say rice rocket, yeah, but that's... That's what we used to say, yes. Wasn't yeah. that the motorcycles too? No. Uh, they're crotch rockets, aren't they? Crotch rockets, yeah. 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 Um, so any, anyways, I we used to see them and think, meh, okay, you, you buy a new car for 30 grand and spend 40 grand upgrading it. Man, I prefer the beefy Chevelle in the backyard or the Camaro or the GTO or whatever. It's a different and feel, though. I mean, I, I can appreciate all all these cars. I mean, I don't really like, like, the ricers, like, as in the ones that, you know, have, like, very ugly-looking, you know, stuff on it. I appreciate I think they're awesome. 
It's just not my. I think it reminds me of the Fast and the Furious. But that's just not it's very good tacky, big, looking. This hunk of shit on the back. Yeah. Of I'm from the small town in the countryside, and that's yeah. not what what we were exposed to a lot of. In the big city, there was always those those cars. But I think it's cool that they're developing that. Like the other ones here, do you ever see the old? Is it Corando? Corando, yes. Every time I, I see a, a Corando, I think it's a woman, isn't it? I think it's a woman who remodels Corandos, like from the '70s or '80s, and they look deadly once she does them she's very famous i think it's a her um and she remodels them i think that's awesome that's like the old the old classics for, that we have in in canada um but do you know what corando stands for no korea can do no way yeah two i thought a corando was following me when i first came here <laughs> then i realized like oh there's eight million white corandos in the yeah. in the thing mm. and every time i see one I think there's a song, I think it's called Fernando. There was something in the air that night. Wow. Every time I see a Corando, that song, it's in my head, Corando, that, that plays in well, my head. Well, uh, is uh, the new Corandos are, well, it's a Sanyong Corando. And mm. Sanyong is now as an Indian company now. It's bought by Tata in India. So mm. it's the, the, the new ones are, you know, they're not very good cars. Do you ever look at a car and think it has a personality and really hate it? Like a galloper, mm. I hate gallopers. Oh god, aren't that, they ugly? Oh, I don't know what it. It just it looks like a. Look, like they're a, in beast mode, man. It's Any, like a schoolyard awesome. bully. I just want to punch it right in the uh, left anything tire. Anything Sanyong <laughs> is pretty ugly. I mean, it, it just it's Sanyong is like it, it, like for example, years ago, I used to have that. I don't know if they still have it. The Muso. Oh the, that, oh my that god! That looks like a moose, literally. Like, I mean, John, I'm, yeah. I'm triggered. Yeah. I am triggered. Yeah, the yeah. moose. Yeah. Their their trucks now are are pretty nice though, don't uh, they? Oh come on, the action. Action. Oh, oh what the hell happened? Freaking looking things, man. That was come like on. a that's a that's a shitty rip off of the uh, oh, what was the that avalanche, one? the Chevy avalanche. No, man. no, well, there's another one too. The Aztec maybe. Aztec. Oh, Aztec. oh god! Now Someone kick a dent in that door. No, I, 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 I like I like that those subcultures are kind of growing and evolving, and that there's other things for kids to or, or young people to to want to do, to want to spend their money on, to want to save for, to want to you know to be passionate about. I think it's awesome. To be honest with you, yeah, the older the Korean cars in our like '90s and early 2000s, terrible looking things, boxes. But these days, the Korean car industry is good. All the new Korean cars are amazing. Uh, you got all the, the Genesis SUV. All the Genesis SUV is amazing, and uh, you got all the new Genesis line is great. The Hyundai, all the end lines that they're going right now, man, they're going, they're going hard. I mean, great value for money. The Veloster N, the um, that's an interesting car, right? The Veloster the, N, the yeah, three door. Yeah, the three yeah. door. Yeah, the Veloster N, man, it's like you see them racing everywhere. Like nobody drives those. They everybody drives them like they stole them. You know, like I thought and they're was... red, blue, and green instead of. The typical colors. Yeah, right? I thought that was going to be a flash in the pan, but they've been around for a while, no? With the, the Veloster, Veloster yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, the new Veloster N is it's a it's mad man. It's really nice. Huh. It's, yeah, and uh, now they've released uh, released the new ones with the dual clutch transmissions. You know, everybody's so, yeah. If you see them driving around, you'll know because they're loud and people huh. drive them like crazy. Interesting. Yeah. One of my students drives one. She said she loves it, man. Yeah, it's good to. Cool little sporty. But now they've sport. released like uh, the Elantra N line, which is their performance model. Which Avan- going, yeah. Avante. Uh, yeah, what's Avante here? Avante, right? yeah. yeah. So Elantra over in mm. the States. Elantra N line. They're going with the Sonata N line, and we're going with the, you know, everything. It's, the N line is just basically throughout the range. So mm. they've, 
you know, where most people these days in the United States and most countries around the world are going with SUVs. These guys are, are just going with performance, Cars, you know, yeah. sedans and, and, and small, uh, you know, hatchbacks. So, um, yeah. Well, that's why I think it's funny. If at home, if you souped up a sedan, people would laugh at you. That's mm. a family car. <laughs> you might soup up a coupe. But well, you got the Cadillacs, like for example, the CTSVs. People soup those up all the time, and they're oh. big. They're they're okay, six but, I'm saying, but not an Avante or, or a Sonata. No, That's what well, I'm saying. You look stupid. That's like you your mom's car. You took else. your mom's car and you souped it up. Whoa. Well, but <laughs> if it, if it comes like you know, like if it comes like that from the factory, I mean, if you soup it up where it's like it looks ridiculous, I mean, you just you know you look kind of like a dick. But if if it just comes like that, you know, mm. it comes. You buy it with, you know, that like for example, the the new Avante. Like before I left, I was just looking at the avante you know um the new one the, the avante sports mm. it's got a 1.6 liter turbocharged engine in it it's got a dual clutch transmission it's got like bucket seats from factory it's got a sports exhaust from factory and a mm. and, a, and it's got a race tuned suspension nice all from factory you don't have to you know you have to touch it that's nice. it nice yeah. So nice. you just buy it from factory and it's good. It's good to go. I mean, you don't. You're not gonna soup anything up. You just well, gonna put buy a it. couple of Hello Kitty stickers on the windows. Yeah, and Hello Kitty stickers and you're good. Your blood type. Mm. Your <laughs> blood type. What is it? I've seen some weird <laughs> shit on the. No, on the, the cars blood there. type. If you go on a track, you legally have to put your blood type on it. If you go on, a, if you go on any of the circuits, you have to. I think you do have to. No, I'm talking about the guys driving through Oak Dog every weekend. Well, yeah, true, true. But a lot, some of those guys, you might see them on the track because they might have a track license. Right. They might be at Tebex Circuit or. They might be at uh, you know any of the other circuits here. There's sure. a, yeah, there's a few circuits around. Um, I was at the circuit a few weeks, a few months ago. Yeah, they had like drag racing there. Yeah, everybody's got the blood type on the on the winds and yeah on the window. You still training at all? Um, like uh, jujitsu? Yeah. Mean? Um, I kind of stopped for a while. Mm. Um, I. You got it up to blue belt purple yeah well blue that I, yeah. I was supposed to keep you know they were like come on you know get your purple already but i i don't want to get purple because if i compete in a purple belt yeah. in in korea to be honest with you the level is pretty high even at blue level yeah if you go to purple level in korea i mean you really gotta be like dedicated you know you need to put the time you know when you want to compete at that level when i was training man i was so I like jujitsu, but I love the striking so much more. Looking back, I would think, why didn't I stick with jujitsu? It's it's more of it's a it's a game you can play a lot longer, you know. Yeah, you can. It's not too late to jump back in. But, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, it worked out for you. You smashed like what three Chinese guys? <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. That was funny. That, was funny. <laughs> that uh, an expensive, an expensive. That was lesson. a very expensive lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but but wow. I think it was well worth it. But yeah, I don't think your wife agreed. <laughs> Absolutely not. Man. That was uh, for anyone, anyone who's about to get in a fight, just turtle, get your ass kicked, and get paid. Don't ever retaliate. Just run away, man. If anyone wants to start a fight, just run away. Well, it's actually, not worth I try. You know, I, I also, I, I think, I thought the same way when I was in Daegu once. I, I uh, some guy had basically who was attacking a, a, a like this this uh, black dude who was on a on a on a um, like he was basically just uh, like you know on uh, on crutches and he's just walking around. Yeah. And it's like this this like weird ass dude was like kind of attacking him, and he was like saying all kind of racist things yeah. to him so i just went to to defend this guy and he started picking a fight with me so i i got on the phone i started i called the police right and he he could speak korean uh, i think he was from kazakhstan yeah, some yeah. sort of one of these you know 
countries. Stan. Yeah, Stan one of these Stan countries. Anyway, so he, uh, I saw a, a camera and I thought, man, this is it. Okay, I'm not gonna touch him. He was gonna let him punch me. So he threw like some punches and stuff. And um, when the police came, he actually said, no, he hit me. I said, that's fine. We got a, t a CCTV right there. But when they checked the CCTV, they said it wasn't working, you know? Oh. Which is which is really weird, you know. And I had to actually go back to Daegu to the police station because yeah. he accused me of of like me assaulting him, and I had to like get an interpreter and all kinds of stuff. And it's still on my record, even though I got like hit. Oh. So you got to be very careful with this kind of stuff. So I would, don't engage. Don't not engage. only don't engage, do not get the police involved in it. If I if I you know like these days it's really because of the CCTV. I mean if you. Like years ago, I would say like hit and run. Yeah. But, but these days, you know, it's, it's you just, just like, you, just get the hell out of there. You got to make sure. It works. And I had witnesses, right? And yeah. I had like the guy was defending and, and he had, there was another like American girl hmm. and they were supposed to be my witnesses. So when I asked them to come, I got their numbers because I was defending them. Hmm. They said, look, we don't want to get involved. Oh, yeah. Brutal. That's, uh, that's the whole, my dad's taught me since I've been two years old. Just don't get involved. Don't get involved and it's do not, not get it. the police involved here. I mean, yeah. just, just don't the, get involved. The police, the police, uh, I mean, just just don't just get out of there you know that's it just save your save your headache because it's going to be a waste of time and it's like every time they ask me about it like what happened there i'm like it says there like it, it's in korean it translates to like you know like he accused and then not guilty mm. yeah but yeah. but there's an incident on my on my you yeah. know on my report oh, so, so it's like it's it's nothing but it's something still, you have to explain every something week. i have to explain every time i go to get my visa you know yeah. like every time i go to renew my visa so and it's it's interesting how the how the law developed here to 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 where it is now where if anyone engages in a fight whoever gets hurt is the will get some money from it right and yeah. my wife was saying that a long time ago people used to used to fight all the time when the police came it was That's he it. started it, yeah. he started it, he started it, and they spent so much time mm. trying to um, trying to sort out who did who did what they just put the blanket rule on like mm. you engage he's hurt pay him i don't care mm. they want the the easiest way in and out which allows me to sleep a little better at night but it's still oh there's those cases like mine and yours that you just ah it's it's frustrating but somewhat understandable well, somewhat understandable. it's a peaceful country so uh i mean uh, and i and i think we should be trying to find uh alternatives to smashing someone in the face yeah. you know to to solve your uh, to solve your problems man there's better ways to better ways to go about it mm. i believe but anyways let's uh let's end on that uh, on that note anything else you want to no you want to you want to bring up there yeah, no um all right that's it everyone thanks for listening john thanks for uh, for coming in thank you let's uh let's hang again soon Absolutely. peace